Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Been a bit of a dramatic week, Josh. I don't know if you're aware of this, you're not aware of this, I don't think I've told you. Oh. But there was some doubts cast over my impending trip to Florida. Oh. I know, it was quite scary. We booked our accommodation this year through Expedia. Okay. Which we don't normally not do. Not a sponsor. Certainly not after this incident, oh, let me no. tell you. Because we had a phone call. My dad has been a bit suspicious of the booking for some time now because of the lack of communication, confirmation, money not being taken out of his account. Couldn't get through to the guy who owns the place. Expedia not being particularly helpful either. Expedia continuously insisted that everything would be fine. Guess what? Things weren't fine, Josh. Uh-oh. They got in touch this week and said it's been cancelled. Not happy, obviously. Yeah, and they've um, not been particularly brilliant in terms of finding us a alternative, or even committing to finding us an alternative. As far as I'm aware, um, their response to it has been like, "Ah, shit happens, I guess." <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, but um, you know, we've yeah. been a bit suspect of this for a while now. What, what, You're sure that it'll be fine? Well, what are we going to do exactly? We're going to we're going to Disneyland in a week, and we don't have anywhere to stay. Disney World. Sorry, Disney World. What are we going to do? Thankfully, we've now found somewhere else. Not through Expedia. Oh. And not in our usual place. Oh. So, it's going to be a bit of an adventure this year. Staying Jack. in a caravan. We're a little bit out of the way. Oh. Um, no, we've actually booked out Mickey's house in uh, Toontown Magic Kingdom. Nice. Um, I've been impressed with the decor ever since I went as a small boy. It's, nice, it's been it? a dream of mine for quite some time to uh, to stay there myself. So, there we have it. We're, we're sorted. I still think you you get included fast passes for staying in Mickey's house. That's the way I understand it. Anyway, I believe so. Yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to that because I'm not I'm not a fan of how Disney have changed up the fast pass system in recent years. No. So just to be able to know I can get them because I'm staying in Mickey's house, that's fine. The fast plus plus system is abhorrent. Abhorrent. That's a good word to describe it. Yeah. I think very good word. I feel like a, a lot of the theme park media actually don't mind it really yeah that's the impression i get huh see because on paper i like the idea of being able to book fast passes without going up to the ride yeah and the idea of being able to do it on your phone or whatever beforehand is cool but because obviously it's so heavily uh, biased towards hotel guests and and whatnot someone who just wants to do a day visit you're kind of out of luck a little bit. Yeah. Chances are you won't get fast passes, so you just have to sort of plan to go to what you expect to be busy straight away. Yeah. And if there are multiple things that you anticipate being busy, you might just be out of luck on a couple of rides because chances are you won't be able to get a fast pass on the day. Getting a fast pass for Flight of Passage, for example, really hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to pride ourselves on our efficiency when it came to fast pass collection. (laughs) We we were very good. We barely had to queue for anything. Like the way we walked park, walked back to the car park in the afternoon, smug look on all of our faces, like <laughs> smash that fan. Absolutely good nailed job. It. Look at all these losers let's, queuing for hours. We go didn't queue for anything. We've done it all, and it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Ugh. Absolutely smashed it. But not the case anymore. Not no. the case. So actually, uh, fast passes. If you look at the m- numbers. Since adding fast passes, it has made the queues longer. Is that what they want? Yeah. Is that what they want? To what sort of remove traffic from other parts of the park? They want 
all the guests standing in different queues to reduce overall busyness. Is I that? I, I think is it's, that the logic? It's, it's like a. It's just a thing that happens because obviously you've now got to let all the fast pass people through first. It then backs up the regular queue more. Um, um, good so you, news though. Yeah. I oh. don't know if you saw the promotional video that came out this week of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But there were only about 12 people running up to look at the Millennium Falcon. So if that's, an, if that's an accurate representation of what it's going to be like, that's great, Josh. There Sounds great to me. 12 people in yeah. Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I thought it would be more popular that's than that. because everyone else is queuing outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They only let 12 people in at a time. Yeah. They're very committed to law. Yeah. No, this is an abandoned outpost. I'm sorry. The queue outside is 12 hours long. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news this week, Josh. There is. Uh, uh, that's something that's on our agenda. But we're going to start with something that I feel like we've been talking about every week. This ride just needs to open. So For a long time. Stopped. <laughs> this ride does need to open. You're right. Universal either need to just announce stuff and accept they can't keep things a secret. Or just, you know, not let things leak do week you, after think, week for months on end. Do because you think things are leaking on purpose, though? Like they're doing it on purpose? I don't know. I have a feeling that they're doing it on purpose. Really? Yeah, to some extent. Well, we're we're talking about the Hagrid's Magical Creatures motorbike adventure, which... Have you come around on the name at all over the past week? Still don't. You still don't like it? Nope. Oh, that's a shame. I must admit, I don't know if you've seen or heard of these TV ads that they've started running for this ride already, having officially announced it, and a date. They've been running TV ads in the States... With Tom Felton, oh, of course, uh, Draco yeah. Malfoy, yeah. and uh, one of the designers, I guess, from Universal, and the ads are only about thirty seconds. So, quite how much information they manage to pack in when it takes five minutes to say the name of the yeah. ride, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it's like, hey, check out the ride. <laughs> oh, we're out of time. Well, thanks, and come back in June, I guess. Yeah, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. The reason we're talking about it yet again, Josh is because there's been another leak. <laughs> Even though it's now been officially announced, yeah. there's been some video footage of the ride being tested Yes, that has been well leaked, presumably by somebody who works there, because it looks like they're filming it from sort of backstage. It's yes. not like somebody hanging out in Hogsmeade or getting it from a funny angle through some trees in Jurassic Park or something. This no, looks like yeah. boots on the ground. They're in the thick of it, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, absolutely. They've got some cool footage. Do you want to sort of describe what we see? Yeah. So the uh, footage, primarily, well, part of the footage is uh, of the up bit, I guess. The so, up bit. So the ascent. A, the well. So there's a bit where you come, you go up a hill and then fall back down the same hill. Right. Like in backwards. Yeah. Uh, so that's what like you like. Expedition Everest. Like Expedition Everest, but mm. uh, at a steeper gradient. Oh. Yeah. So that's one of the things that you see. Do you think that's like Hagrid's motorbike running out of gas? Does it run on gas or... It runs on magic? Magic, is it? I mean, it flies, so... I mean, yeah, I guess so. Motorbikes don't tend to fly. No, that's that's a good shout. And I like, mean, electric ones might, I don't know. There's like a puff of colours, colourful smoke comes out the exhaust. Does it? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe he go, you know, going for a straight up and it stalls and drops back down maybe right and they're running it with uh test dummies so you know big water filled people uh, and also accelerometers <laughs> water filled people, uh, people. Just, we're all water filled yeah. people josh yeah uh, and then there's another bit where I'm full of water and domino's pizza oh you see like a, a swoop a left swoop right i guess you could call like it a bank 
Like a bank, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not like a... Network. I like your sort of newly uh, created terminology for roller coasters today. The up bit and the, what was it, the turny bit. The left it? swoop. The left swoop. Yeah. Nice. Uh, have you considered going into roller coaster design? I have. Have you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Have you... You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, yeah, the one outside. Sorry, yeah. yeah. We've yeah, actually, that, uh, that left swoop out there looks pretty good, yeah, actually. We've actually had a bit of work done to uh, make a clearing for a flat ride out there as well. So. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Gonna I be thought a, a flat ride was something you ordered at Starbucks. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor. No. We don't have any of those. No. Alas. But if you want to sponsor us. Get in touch, please. We'd love to have an email that isn't from Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, going back to this video, as you say, there's the up bit. Uh, and I don't know, followed by a down bit. I don't know if, then, there, if there's a technical term for that. I haven't come across a technical term for it. Right. Uh, and then there's the left swoop. The left swoop. <laughs> Not to be confused with the right swoop. No, of course, of which I'm sure there are several as yes. well. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. But... I don't know if this is left swoop one or left swoop two. Well, again, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. It's impossible to speculate at this time. However, something that does seem again to have been leaked and I'm going to assume is true because it comes via the very reliable Park Stop podcast is the uh, there's going to be a rumoured press event, media event for the Hagrid roller coaster in New York City. New York. At the big some Apple. point this month. This month being March. Somehow it's March already. It is March. What's going on? Uh, second as we record this. Yeah. Press yeah. event, launch event, whatever you want to call it for the Hagrid Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Odd place um, to put the launch? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I was watching a video, um, uh, Theme Park History, a really good YouTube channel that I highly recommend. Yeah, it's a good one. One of their recent episodes was Expedition Everest. And as it turns out, Animal Kingdom also did a sort of launch event of sorts for that ride in New York. This seems like it's probably going to happen, this launch event. So hopefully we'll see some behind-the-scenes footage, some more official details... And uh, in a couple of weeks' time, when we're back here doing a podcast, we'll be able to talk about stuff that has all been sort of confirmed. Yeah. And uh seems quite early for like a launch event of sorts, for something that's not opening until June. June so I yeah. would imagine this will be it for sort of big pre-launch info dumps. Um, so we're quite excited to see what they show. Yes. Uh, Tom Felton, as I said, has been in those TV ads, yep. but rumours that Robbie Coltrane, who of course plays Hagrid in the movies, will perhaps be present mm. at at this this event. Because cool. as we know, uh, Robbie Coltrane is going to be at the front of the ride every time it every runs. Every time, yeah. yeah he yeah. just has to ride it hundreds of times a day, which, you know... If, Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, at his age, it might be a little dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes, I guess. A paycheck's a paycheck. Uh, yes. Um, shall we move on to some more universal rumours? Yeah, let's I'm do that. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. This again comes from Park Stop, and again, I think is uh, we're going to take it at face value because the, the reputation is so uh, solid yeah. uh, for reliable rumours. Um, this regards the upcoming third stroke fourth gate uh, for Universal Orlando uh, being Universal's Fantastic Worlds and that's what everyone assumes the name to be unless Warner Brothers decides to go after it as we've spoken about before Yeah, and I think we've also spoken we did a whole episode about the rumours about this park we sure did and what uh, the lands that are there or the worlds might be themed to and I must admit I don't think we came up with or even suggested Classic monsters as a potential no. land, but that is apparently on the cards. 
And I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it's kind of surprising to me, to be honest, because the way Universal goes, mm. um, you know, getting new IPs into the parks, um, replacing old stuff with new stuff. Yeah. Bringing in classic monsters seems like a... Like a, 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 like a tip a cur- of the hat to the past. That it's a curveball. It, it seems like it's like they've gone beyond that now. Yeah. They, they, I think it's great. I, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's a I, surprise, I as you say, because they've obviously not been shy of getting rid of their older stuff. Yeah. I think we mentioned before, of course, that King Kong has made its way back into the park. It's true. There is, you know, some Jaws legacy still at the park. You've got Jaws itself hung up there. and They should bring Jaws back. Well, yeah. Modern Jaws. It takes up a lot of space, though, doesn't it? Imagine remaking Jaws where with modern technology. Do, where would they do that? Fantastic World. Fantastic World. Well, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. But classic monsters, I mean, considering when you think of the history of Universal... So much of it is based around these classic monster movies and the studio is sort of eternally grateful to those films and the success of those films because yeah. they were obviously monster hits, Josh, hey. at the box office and have obviously been enduring classics as well. But back at the time, if I if I understand correctly, Universal weren't exactly firing on all cylinders. They were kind of struggling financially and these films yeah. were very cheap to make and did extremely well and were very important for Universal in them becoming, you know, the studio that they are today. So for them to be acknowledging that past in what seems like a really big way is cool because if you look at the Florida Park as it stands, the makeup show, is that gone? Is that still there? I'm not sure that the it is. Show? No, I think the makeup show is still is there. It, it was there, still there like maybe three or four years ago was the last time I remember doing Beetlejuice it. Beetlejuice is gone, isn't it, Now Beetlejuice is gone, and uh, you've got that cafe out quite near the front, sort yeah. of just across from the Rip Ride Rocket, yeah. which is monster-themed. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of monster stuff going on. There's lots of monster merchandise which apparently has been put on sale quite recently. I mean, obviously, you've always been able to buy a certain amount of monster merchandise, but apparently, from people I follow on Twitter and and stuff like that, there's been kind of an influx of new monster merchandise at the parks recently. Fantastic (laughs) Worlds. No, can you imagine? Oh, crap, we put the new (laughs) T... Damn it, those T-shirts weren't meant to be on sale yet. We've leaked it ourselves. (laughs) The bucks aren't even built. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe that's a hint towards the monsters taking on a greater presence. Maybe they're testing the waters like, oh, is there cool. interest in this? Is the merchandise going to sell? Will this sort of back Can up bring, the, the uh, decision? the old King Kong ride back as well? Well, I don't know. Does he count as a monster? I don't know. I just, I don't want, think he, I just well, no, want that ride. I think of like Dracula, Frankenstein, yeah. those kinds of guys. Dracula's castle, that'd be cool. Yeah. That's, that's uh, rumoured to be... One of the centerpieces of the new park. Yeah, sort of the Cinderella Castle of Fantastic World is yeah. going to be Dracula's Castle. Which would be hilarious. I could get behind that. That would be pretty cool. But um, there are details to that effect and more in the Park Stop article. Uh, so one of the attractions being rumoured is a, some sort of walkthrough maze attraction, which would might be cool. It could be... That'd be cool. I guess they take a lot of inspiration from what they do at Halloween for that. And the idea of one of those sort of Halloween... Horror Night style maze attractions, walkthrough yeah. attractions that is available and open up all through the year. Well, so after the last is, is cool. Fright Night, Scarefest, Halloween Horror Night, they did run the Stranger Things maze for longer mm. during the day at a sort of more PG-13-ish level. Right. Which you could say was testing the water. 
for such a mate. Possibly. Uh, Stranger Things is pretty hot right now. I don't know. It is. I don't know if you knew that, Josh. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, you watch these old monster movies now, and I don't think they're gonna. Are they they still scary? I doubt it. They're all very rudimentary. Yeah. I mean, Robocop doesn't. No. And that's not old. So when you think of like a walkthrough type attraction starring the monsters, will it? Will they? Will it be campy and silly, or will they try and make it scary? Well, will, the, will the monster bash be playing in the background? Yeah, so. that, that would be pretty great if it was. Actually, I could get behind that for sure. There's also rumours of a of a dark ride, which you know makes a lot of sense. That's kind of Universal's bread and butter. Those kinds of attractions. The mummy uh, ride is great. The mummy ride is excellent. Anything close to that standard would be damn cool. Mm. And uh, then perhaps the most interesting rumour of all is a boat ride, an indoor boat ride. Uh, Jaws. Sta- no, unfortunately not. <laughs> starring the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. He's maybe not the sort of most iconic of the Universal monsters, no, I, would, but... I would suggest. He's certainly not up there with Frankenstein's monster and Dracula and the mummy. Mm. So, yeah, him taking on a starring role. Is he him or it? I don't know. It, don't him. assume. No, you shouldn't, especially not in in this day and age. That would be a curveball. Like this whole land is a curveball, but it's, especially if it focuses on. Is this the Invisible Man? Is what is he's he? I mean, they could claim there's an Invisible Man attraction there and not actually build one. That's they true. Could just be like, yeah, he's over there. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Well, exactly, exactly. The theming is so so superb these days. You know what they're able to do. The scary thing about the Invisible Man is when he's invisible, he's also flashing you. Ah, he's yeah. a flasher. That is scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you wouldn't normally get away with that in a family theme park. But I guess if you're invisible, you can do whatever the hell you like. Yeah. So that's very exciting. I think that's cool because when we were talking about what could come to Fantastic World before, naturally we gravitated towards a lot more modern IP stuff like Star Trek. DreamWorks movies like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Obviously, Harry Potter potentially getting another land. Nintendo stuff is all but confirmed for that park. Well. Nothing's confirmed for that park, but it's widely assumed Nintendo has been shifted to that park. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Monster Land would be a nice sort of... I was going to say palate cleanser. That's not the right word for it at all, really. But it it would stand out there. It's a nice... um, It would bring a lot of uh, variation, much-needed variation. Yeah, definitely. It would be interesting to see how it does really I think there's like an eternal appetite for those kinds of things you see how well all the Halloween stuff does every year wherever you go I mean it doesn't have to be particularly high tech or impressive for something like a Halloween horror maze to do well no not at all wherever you put it on you could put it on at the local shopping centre you could put it on at the garden centre you could put it on at a theme park they're all going to be popular because people enjoy that stuff and if they can tap into that kind of in that kind of atmosphere and those kinds of thrills and obviously have them available all year round I think it would probably do quite well regardless of how old the IP is so that's exciting and uh, yeah I imagine we'll be drip fed loads more rumours about Fantastic Worlds over the however many years until it opens (laughs) or is announced or or whatever really so exciting times indeed What, what gets finished first? Gate number three or Paramount Park? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Curveball. Paramount Park is the fourth game. Oh! Fantastic Worlds is going to actually open in Swanscombe. <laughs> that is a curveball. It certainly is. Even more of a. You thought Monsterland was a curveball. Wait until you see where it's all being built, Josh. North Kent, baby. Oh, no. oh yeah. 
the reason for that, I think, Josh, is because uh, they're scared about Star Wars land. Oh. Like, you know what? Let's get. Let's not build another Florida park. Let's let's go over to old old Blighty. Old Blighty. Because um, yeah, where Disney... they they won't have to deal with Star Wars being built nearby. No, only the movies get filmed here. Yeah, um, they're definitely not building Star Wars at Disneyland Paris. No, that's true. They aren't they? Well, <laughs> Star Wars is inescapable. You it, can't escape yeah. Star Wars. It's it true. is everywhere. Resistance is futile. It, indeed, it is. Some Star Wars news has emerged this week from Galaxy's Edge, straight from Disney. Not straight leaks and rumours, but actual, actual stuff. Yeah, seems like they've had a load of the world's press out to. I think the California. Yeah, had them, had them bowling Edge around over the last week. Um, I got quite excited because at work we have these thing, things called wires, where like drops come in from different news agencies. And uh, we noticed that some Associated Press journalists had clearly been to Galaxy's Edge because loads of stories started dropping about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I was like, what is going on here? Why Why am I seeing podcast things at work? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, cool. Cool, so, yeah. Yeah, Disney have been a bit more open about the, some of the stuff they've been working on. They put out a promotional video that shows a, a nice look at the Millennium Falcon that they've built. Yep. The sort of centrepiece of the land. It's a cool looking Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Showed a bit more promotional footage of the Smuggler's Run ride and like what the cockpit's going to look like from the guest's perspective. The ride vehicle for Rise of the Resistance, I want to say this is our first official look at that in like motion. I, yeah. I don't know if it was like a rendering, but certainly the first time I think Disney have shown what that ride is actually going to look like, and it tallied with what uh, we've heard while, previously while from rumours. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it stationary before. Oh, have we? Yeah. It was like concept art or something. No, I think it was the actual thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Fair enough. I struggled to sort of remember what was a leak and what was official yeah. with stuff like this. Um, they also make a big deal out of what the cast members are going to be wearing. Yes. It's like only a theme park, only a Disney theme park would make this big of a deal out of, hey, uh, our employees are going to be dressed up like, I don't know, I mean, it looks like bad Star Wars cosplay. Um, yeah, this geezer looks like he's from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, some of the outfits are a bit strange, I have to say. If you could go back on that, man. I mean, what's that? That just looks like they could work... They told me they were working... Uh, Orlando International Airport, I might believe you. This guy has three layers on his top. He's going to be very hot. He's got his work in Florida heat. Yeah. like, And that's covering his ears as well, that hat. Like. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't forget that there are blokes who are going to be walking around dressed as Kylo Ren. Yes. Who uh, are probably going to be exceptionally hot. And obviously you've got all the poor lads at Disney who have to dress up as, like, Sully. And... Look at this one. <laughs> that is... Yeah, that's a proper winter coat somebody's got on. So, yeah, there are some... I don't envy the people who have to walk around in the Florida heat wearing this stuff, I have to say. I think these uniforms look a bit cheap. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they're inevitably going to look a bit cheap on mannequins in what looks like a convention centre. You know, they're not going to be to the standard of the movies, I wouldn't have thought. Although, you know, generally speaking, they've been saying the sets and everything they're building there is to, like, movie standard. So why the um, why the outfits wouldn't be as well, I don't know. But, well... I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll look fine enough in the flesh. Looks cool, I think overall what they've been showing. Played yeah, they... some more of that hot John Williams score. It's real good. Oh, I wish I was lucky enough to be one of the press that got to walk around that. Yeah, that would have been cool. It would have been because it's going to be a while before I get to set foot in it myself. I think. Obviously, it's coming to California this summer 
Florida in the fall. Yeah, which is probably December. When my next visit to Florida will be post-fall, I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see. Could be in the far-flung future. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm very excited. And also something that has apparently emerged from this is what, a rumoured height restriction? Is this a rumour or is this confirmed? This... For Rise of the Resistance, this is. Which Disney is saying is like the most intense, advanced epic attraction they've ever built which you know clearly they're going to say that but uh, the fact they're saying about this one and not smugglers run would suggest that this is the more intense of the two this is the more yes thrilling of the two in it in a sort of traditional sense uh yes yeah, so this comes from you know one of them you know safety signs they they're they are on like every pre- ride pregnant women should not ride yeah etc et you got heart conditions do not ride blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. the uh sad people among you like myself Will know uh, when I say that this has the same height restriction as the Tower of Terror. If you don't know what that is off the top of your head, like I do, uh, it's forty inches. Forty inches. Yeah. Ah, okay. And uh, I was really ashamed of myself when I knew off the top of my head. You didn't have to look it up. Yeah. At all. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever not been tall enough to ride Tower of the Tower of Terror? No, I went on it. Well, so the first time I went was I was five. I mean, when you were born, obviously. But oh, yeah. I mean, like, have you ever been to Tower of Terror and not been tall enough to get on it? No. Yeah, so I was five when we first went. Yeah. And I was tall enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. The I... funny thing was, uh, so I went on Space Mountain when I was five in Florida. And then the year after, we went to Paris. Uh, and I wasn't allowed on. Oh. Because obviously... It's quite a bit more intense. It's a completely the, different ride. It's a completely different ride, yeah. But you don't know that yeah. until you obviously go on it. So I was very upset. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah. But and, and, and now, you know, you've waited all this time to go on it and you broke your phone on it. So <laughs> you've had a pretty bad time with yeah. the Paris Space Mountain overall. Yeah. Sort of heartbreak as a child and heartbreak as an adult as well. It's true. So. And I've broken my new phone as well. So. Have you? What yeah. have you done to it? It dropped out of my pocket at the pub like, oh, on last Sunday. No. What phone's this now? The Note 9? The Note 9, yeah. Christ. No response. To what extent is it broken? Uh, well, it's not waterproof anymore. Oh. But it still works. Oh, well, that's not the end of the world. No, yeah. How how do you know it's not waterproof? Does it Well, it's got you? a crack down the front of it. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I was I wonder if it came up with a very specific error message like, oh, the waterproofing doesn't work anymore. The rest of it's fine, though. That'd be Carry pretty on. cool. That'd be pretty cool if it could do that. If it could, if it knew. Uh, so 40 inches yes. for Rise of the Resistance. Yes. Which would, um, I mean, we, we, I was going to say we know, it's been heavily speculated that the ride features a drop at some yes. point. Tower similar, of Terror-esque. S- similar to Tower of Terror. Yeah. Um, what's this like ride description we're looking at here? So this is from Walt Disney World News Today. Um, is this what, is, this little note at the top here, join us on an exhilarating mission to stop the first order. This mission includes rapid motion, sudden stops, sharp turns, and a swift drop as you evade capture from... The first order. So that's on the this sign is, outside. Yeah, is this it? is the start of the warning sign. Right. Yeah. And how have people found this warning sign? I assume this is in California because they're, you know, only about potentially two or three months away. I think this is from California. From opening in California. I think this is from California. Right. Cool. Well, it's not far away at all, is it? Well, from what I've heard, it sounds like it's going to be pretty great. Big fan of Terra Terra, trackless ve- r- ride vehicles, Ratatouille, Spider Man, those sorts of things. Full-size 8080s, pretty cool. I did find out the other day that Joe the 8080 outside Star Tours yeah. isn't finished. I don't know if you ever, have ever noticed that. No. So the backs of its legs are scaffolding. 
Ah. No, they're not finished. And the, the reason that is is to make it look like it's a film set. Oh, okay. That makes some more sense now. Because obviously that was always the thing with MGM. Yeah. And But now with Galaxy's Edge, that's not the case. They want you to feel like you're on this planet, yeah. not on a film set of this planet. Yeah. But, yeah. How do you feel about that generally? Do you mind that direction they're going in? Like, do you wish that this, rather than being... Batu or whatever they're calling it was meant to be a film set of Batu or do you I, I, I really like the idea of the sort of going behind the scenes yeah. thing. That was really fun. You had that after you had the backlot tour. Yeah. Uh, you had great movie rides, uh, which I thought was really cool. I think the best way to tell the story for things like Star Wars and for Harry Potter is to do like you're in the land. Yeah. I think it's especially true maybe of more modern movies where so much of it is CGI driven yeah, and it's not necessarily as interesting to see how that stuff gets done. I mean, I'm sure it is to, to some people, but for example, I mean, I was... Here's weirdly, a guy sitting at his computer for 12 hours a day. Yeah, exactly. But like, weirdly enough, I was thinking about this earlier today and um, I won't go into the details of why because it's boring, but I was thinking <laughs> about how I used to really enjoy watching the behind the scenes on the Lord of the Rings DVDs. I used to have the World Is Not Enough behind the scenes video before The World Is Not Enough came out. Right. And I just used to watch that. Right. Yeah. I've watched the... Have you ever watched the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes stuff on the... I've seen some of it. It's well worth. If you have any interest at all in like the process of filmmaking, it is like essential viewing. It they're so detailed and so in depth. And I've not watched the ones for the Hobbit, but I've heard as I've heard similarly great things about those, and and arguably even more incredible things about those because apparently they were very open about how much of a mess. Yeah. Working on those films actually was it's the whole thing. Cause but, and Peter it's Jackson the, wasn't meant to do it originally. And it's all on the DVDs. And, yeah. like, they all kept it in the documentaries. Like, yeah, this was kind of messed up from the start. But with the Lord of the Rings stuff, like, the amount of planning that went into those films was amazing. But also seeing all the behind-the-scenes stuff and how much of it was real um, made that all a lot more interesting. And even the stuff with Andy Serkis, obviously he's wearing a stupid blue suit. Yeah. But a lot of it is being done on a proper set. They're not just standing in a big blue room or green room or whatever. So, yeah, I think that is, you know, movies of, you know, very modern movies are maybe don't lend themselves to this behind the scenes stuff quite so much. As much as Lucasfilm will try and tell you, oh, yeah, we're making these new Star Wars films just like they did in the 70s. And it's like, yeah, yeah you, maybe you're doing it more than George Lucas did on the prequels, but you're still, I'm sure, doing a lot of green screen stuff yeah, and a lot of CGs, of, like yeah. a lot of stuff that wouldn't necessarily be that interesting to. To look at from a uh, an observer's perspective. Yeah, I mean JJ Abrams loves his bloom effect. Like he? if you built Hollywood Studios now as it was intended in the nineties, would the whole thing just be a green screen? <laughs> it's like, Welcome to behind the movies. <laughs> it's just green, green everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So see that circle. I... That's an alien. Yeah. That's that's an alien up there. It's just a blue circle. Indeed. Yeah. So I, I feel like they... I, we've spoken as well about the, the the continuing talk that Hollywood Studios will eventually be renamed. Yeah. And I think... Well, are they going to do that now? Well, or I don't they... know, because it feels like... Yeah, I... I feel like that's a, that you would have done that. Yeah, I mean, if they're going in this direction more now... I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, do they... Is, is Star Wars Land a sign of things to come in terms of are they going to start building more stuff like this at that mm. park. Well, or they've is got Star a new Wars... logo as well, haven't they, recently? Mm. With, yeah, they, yeah. With Mickey in it. That's right. Or is Star Wars just there 
because that's the part with the space, that's the part that's known for having Star Wars and not a part of a grander vision for the park itself where, oh yeah, we're going to move away from the whole studio's vibe and go for more of a, you're in I, I the I think movies. it's the only park where that works. Yeah. You can't really put it in Magic Kingdom because Magic, no, Magic Kingdom is meant to be rammed. and it's meant to be Walt's vision. Yeah. Company in Epcot because it doesn't fit Epcot, doesn't fit Animal Kingdom. Probably could fit Epcot, Star Wars. Uh, I guess so, but like Future World is probably not big enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the other part, which is meant to be actual real world. It, like that's a ma- very much a real world park. Yeah, like living with the land, the seas. You've got uh, future world. You've got the showcase. It's all very much real life, not space like you know fake aliens and. Yeah, I guess so. I guess uh, so. So where else do you put it? Hollywood Studios, or you build a new park? Park, yeah. It's and quicker think, to put it in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah. And then you know. And if it works, you got obviously you've got Toy Story Land there now. Probably they're going to add it, they're adding in more Pixar stuff there. You yep. got the Cars stuff that's opening up. All the Indiana Jones rumors that All the keep Jones uh, rumors, yeah. bubbling away yep. as well. Makes sense for that to go there if that becomes a thing. So um, as long as Terra Terra doesn't go. Well, yes. Yeah. Or get turned into Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, which, well, to be fair, I hear, I hear pretty good things about. It, to be fair, like yeah, they've done a good job. But, I'm sure there are people who still wish it was Tower of Terror. But the uh, the Terra Terror at California mm. is a different ride to, or was a different ride to the one in Orlando. Like, so it's just, the one in California is the same one that's in Paris. Okay, so they could turn the Paris one into Guardians of the Galaxy pretty straightforwardly. Yeah, right. Do you think they will do that? Yeah, yeah. Quite. I think they probably. Will um, well. Whereas, yeah, the one in Orlando is a is a pretty bespoke ride layout that isn't repeated in any of the other Terra Terras. Right. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, actually, gonna... oh, curveball. Oh, uh, obviously, oh. the weather was, has been lovely here. It has been decent, actually. Uh, yeah. And Hollywood Studios is getting part of the cable car system. When it was lovely, I, I was going to conferences at the XL, right, and decided to get off at Charlton train oh. station, walk along the Thames. You got off at Charlton. Yeah, not in public. I hope. Oh. Jesus. And then uh, got the cable car from the O2 over to the XL. Oh, okay. And uh, that cable car, very much like the one that's been built at Disney. Huh? Were you impressed? Yeah, yes and no. Did it have passive aircon or whatever it the hell? Did have it? passive aircon, right? Which is breeze, two windows. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the Disney World one has uh, like a cover on all the windows. Yeah. Like it's got the uh, characters on them. It's all sort of like tinted. The ones in on the Emirates airline. Not tinted because oh. England and they didn't expect it to be hot. Yeah, and it was relatively warm, uh, certainly for February. Yeah, God, it was hottest hot. winter day on record, Josh. It, it was two well, days running. It was well hot in that cable car. Yeah, I can like, imagine. I was the only person in that cable car. And I was like, "This is." I'm warm. cooking in here. Yeah, they started testing the one at Disney. Apparently, I saw um, a visitor to a visitor to MGM took a picture. Yes, of the cable cars. They are uh, running in action. Yeah, uh, uh, there's the there's day. a few differences. Obviously, uh, yeah. the one in the England, the one in London, is quite ho- much higher than the one in uh, Disney World. Uh huh. That's because uh, ships have to f- pass under it, so the cable car is basically the same height as Tower Bridge. Right. When the doors are open, so it's really high, so it goes slower. Yeah. Than the one in Disney World will, and it's not got the tinted windows, which the Disney one, what Disney World one will. But I think they, they could be quite hot. 
but in, in Disney. Yeah, but yeah. I guess the faster speed will get better air circulation. Yeah, and the tinted windows should keep it hopefully cooler. Mm. Uh, we can hope. We can. If not, then uh, there's going to be some issues. Yeah. Uh, Josh, based on our uh, notes this week, yeah, uh, I assume we're not doing our uh, Brexit means Brexit segment of British only theme park news. No, there's not been that m- not big big theme park UK theme park news this no? week. Oh, no, fair enough. Well, in that case, we're going to round things out with a a quick one-two punch of, of roller coaster goodness. Uh, firstly, uh, a quick mention that Guazi. Uh, the reimagining of Guazi has been confirmed Hallelujah. by Bush Gardens Tampa, so uh, get hyped for that. I guess that will be opening in 2020. And um, in terms of uh, the other roller coaster story, I have the world's tallest, longest, and fastest dive roller coaster is set to open this year. It's called Yukon Striker. Yep. Uh, it will reach top speeds of 80 miles an hour, feature a drop of 245 feet with an underground tunnel and four inversions. So there's a lot going on here. It's going to be a three-minute, 25-second ride, which is fairly lengthy for an intense roller coaster. And it's opening at Wonderland in Canada, in Ontario. In Ontario, yeah. So great, that's another country that I have to go to just to ride a goddamn roller coaster. Yeah, dive coaster, so that is like Oblivion, um, Shikra, Griffin. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's got loops, it's got um, rolls, it's got loops that you can pull out of. Up bits, up left bits, whoops or swoops. Left or swoops. Left swoops, right uh, there's swoops. A, there's a, a 360-degree swoop, Ooh. which is pretty cool. It kind of does like a... goes round on itself, and there's a little like area underneath it of the path that opens up. Right. So that you can sit under, and the track goes around it, which is quite cool. Looks like a, like a really good ride. Yeah. Looks like a really good park. I, it looks I lovely. It. I, yeah. I, I've never heard of it either. But looking at the the pictures that have gone out of the ride, like just like the scenery, it's mm. it's a lovely looking theme park. I have quite to few, say, quite a few uh, rides in there as well. Like yeah. all quite close. Yeah, it looks quite tightly packed. Yeah, um, it it looks kind of like something you'd be proud of making. I mean, this in a good way. It looks like something you'd be proud of making on Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm. It's, it's it's I'm getting that vibe from it, but as I say, in a really good way. I mean that absolutely as a compliment. So another roller coaster that I have to add to my goddamn bucket list. I'm not made of money, theme park <laughs> industry. I wish I was, but it, I'm simply not. I think that's going to do it for this week, Josh. We've, I think so. Um, we, we've had a bit of a roll there of news. Roller coaster of, of news. Roller um, coaster. If you would uh, like to subscribe to the Park Rush podcast, you can do so uh, on a variety of podcasting apps, all the major ones, uh, including iTunes and Spotify. Any third-party apps that you may well prefer will will be on those as well. Yep. You can also head to parkrush.com to find our entire back catalogue of episodes where you can also leave comments and uh, share them with your pals. You can also get in touch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where Park Crush Podcast on there. And you can email us, Josh. It's podcast at parkrush.com. Yep. Uh, please, until please next time. Us. Yeah, please, please, please email us. <laughs> uh, until next time, thanks very much for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.